Welcome to the You're Worth It podcast. <laughs> wow, what a magical sound. That's the intro, because we don't have an actual intro. <laughs> we need like a jingle. <laughs> like, my money don't wiggle, wiggle. I think we could probably find someone to make us a jingle. I doubt it. <laughs> it takes Maybe some talent to make a jingle. Like two years ago, back when we were more cool, we could find someone, but not anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're just talking about the state of social media. I personally believe that there's more and more people posting to be influencers. And what that means is there's less and less people consuming content. And there's more and more applications to do it on. So I think you're going to come to a point in life where like everyone has 10 to 100,000 followers. And that's like kind of normal. So like when you meet someone and you like exchange information with them, and you like follow them on a social media platform, like they're going to have anywhere from 10 to a hundred thousand, you know? And I think the people that are considered like celebrity status will probably have to have couples of million. Like it won't be that big of a deal to have like a hundred thousand or 400,000. It's like, that's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Whatever. You know? Right. The saturation level of people wanting to be influencers and then also just the apps that provide that platform to do so I think yeah you just get saturation overall and not to mention I think it's a lot about uh, making money on it right so a lot of the time it can feel like forced Um, keep talking I'm gonna update the title okay (laughs) I was well I kind of lost my train of thought um I don't, I don't remember what I was going to say. I mean, about... Just talk about anything. Talk about social media. Talk about TikTok. I don't know. I just think that social media is, like, not a fun place to be for a lot of people now. I don't, I'm not sure. I see some people that are, like, quote-unquote successful on it. So, I guess I'm questioning whether that's a valid statement. Um, but... Yeah, I guess when everybody's trying to push products or sell things or, like, what's the fun, I guess, anymore? Yeah, I think that the way I view it is, like, cars. I bet when cars first came out, like, only a few people had cars, and then, like, more people started getting cars, and then eventually everyone has cars. And there's some, like, really nice cars, and then there's some cars that just get you to point A to point B, and that's all they do. And I feel like that's what social media is going to be for some people. Like, some people are going to have a presence that... Or maybe they just have the account to consume content. That's the point A to point B people. But then you're going to have people that have like 10, 20, 30. And that's like the different tiers of cars, I guess you could say. And then, you know, even though like when you see cars on the road, like when you see like a Lamborghini, you're like, oh, wow, that's a Lamborghini. That's the person with 5 million followers or 10 million followers. You know what I mean? Right. It's has to be like extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you look at the last like six months, you know, I, I don't remember when I started doing my, like, get ready with me videos on TikTok and stuff. Um, people loved them in the beginning. And, I, I mean, I'm not saying that they don't love them now, but I think that get ready with me's are now, like, a dime a dozen. You know, like, I anybody can do that, and anybody does do that anymore. Well, so. would you say that's a lot like when you started Instagram and posted workout content? Like, you were one of the first ones to do swipe through workouts. Like. Yeah, and it just went, but it went way faster. Like, that was within a matter of two years that everybody was doing the swipe through workouts, whereas, like, this was in, like, a matter of six months that everybody was like, oh, let me. Well, yeah, I think, this. well, because there's more people, and they're, like, actively trying. So, like, I think change happens. Like, 
okay, it took, it took forever to build the first computer and then the next computer and the next one got faster and faster and faster and quicker. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, they say that in technology, there's a rule that speeds double and the size halves every year. So every year you're, you're getting something twice as fast and half the size. Yeah. And so like, if you think about that, like from a, from like a social media standpoint, like when you're talking about posting workouts, that was like in 2017. So that's five years ago. So it took two years for people to catch on. Now (laughs) they take six months for people to catch on. Yeah. Soon it'll be three months to catch on. In my mind, I'm like, wasn't that the goal though of TikTok and Instagram? Like, well, TikTok especially, they made everybody feel famous, like quote unquote famous. So if your video took off, like that was something that Instagram didn't have in my opinion, the ability to do was like, oh, a viral. viral. Yeah. And TikTok, it was just like, you know, you could go viral on any day of the week, no matter what, you know, your video was. It just, it didn't really matter. Um, and I've, then now Instagram's trying to like pull on that, right? Yeah, but I feel like, like TikTok is more like gambling. And yeah. that's the high that people get is like, every time they pull that lever down, they're exchanging their time for the chance of going viral. I think some people are luckier than others, or maybe they have it quote unquote figured out, right? They're at the blackjack table counting cards and they're going to, they're going to win more than they lose. But in general, you're exchanging your time for the opportunity to hopefully go viral. And at the end of the day, the, the people just want you to stay on that, that forum longer, right? They want you on TikTok longer because then they sell ads by the amount of people that are on their platforms. Like the big deal with Elon Musk buying Twitter is he said that like if more than 5% of the Twitter accounts were bots, like he didn't want to pay the amount he was going to pay for Twitter. And then a guy brought up, well, advertisers should then sue Twitter because they're understanding that that they were only advertising to like 5% bots. But if they're advertising to 10 and 20% bots, then they should have gotten a better deal because the active users list was assuming only 5% bots, not 10% bots. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they are a, they're a television show. Like, right, the the Super Bowl goes. We have twenty million people that watch us, or whatever the number is. So that's why we charge the amount we charge for ads because it's a a cost per view. Whereas, you know, social media is the same way. They're charging you per views. In fact, like you, when you pay for your ads, you're paying for like a certain amount of views, essentially. Yeah, it really is similar to commercials when you think about it. Yeah, and so at the end of the day we are all just pawns for people to make money. And so what they do is they, you got to think TikTok's making more money than anyone else is. Like TikTok isn't running. I don't know. A, I would love to see the stats of like users, all oh, active users over the last like year. Well, it's all you available. Know, like, you can get it. I know. They're publicly, I mean, what all publicly traded companies. This is all like, you know, information. But the thing is, it's hard to tell what's bots and what's not. And then on the same time, like, you know. But what's it, the benefit so. of Instagram having bots? Just like to appear and arf- more so. Yeah, art- art- artificially inflate it. But it's not, Instagram doesn't pay for those bots. Those bots are, you know, paid for by people to inflate things and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then spam bots that, that are like, it would be like if our business paid to have 10 bots that like message people about fat and weird, you know. You remember that one clothing brand? You would always get the dream, magic dream, dream you know what I'm talking uh, about? Oh, yeah, I think I kind of, yeah. Do, do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, I like, remember. That was that one. quite a while ago. <laughs> yeah, and every time you posted, they're like, oh, this is awesome. Become an ambassador for this, like, this clothing company. You're like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah. stop. Yeah. Um, You know, so that's, like, bots that people pay for and things like that. That's true, yeah. All the spam. Yeah, 
don't know. It just makes and me like wonder. bots and things like that. Like, have you ever went to Jerry News or one of those people? Like, right after they posted, the entire comments is just bots. Like, yeah, yeah. click my profile if you want to see me naked and eighteen plus only, or don't look at my story. You know what I mean? They're all like those like. It's like that girl. Remember, I went back and forth with that girl that was trying. Oh yeah, to trying say, to sell, sell Bitcoin. Yeah. Invest seven hundred dollars and get ten thousand dollars back. So yeah. I went back and forth with her, and I was like, um, you know, like she even sent me a video because I kind of like, oh, what's this about? You know, just kind of seeing what would happen. And she sent me a video of herself and I, I like cross-referenced what her Instagram photos looked like. And it was her making this video and she's like, and it was just this really scripted thing like, so-and-so is the best. And if you invest $10,000 or $700, $700 you're yeah. going to get $10,000. Like it was just flat. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Can you tell me more about like, how do I make $10,000 off of $700? And she was like, I don't know, but this is like this girl is really great and she's like, she's not like the other ones, you know? And I'm yeah. like, are you serious? You're trying to scam me right now. She's like, I'm serious. This is, it's real. Yeah. I'm like, I think that, I think it, was, it so was so weird. If I was running that scam, I would pick like 10 people and I would actually give them $10,000 <laughs> for $700. So they believed it was real. So they Listen, probably did that. And then they recruit, 20 more people each, right? And then those 20 people give you $7,000. So you get $14,000. So you essentially paid $10,000 to get $14,000 back. And then right. you don't give those people their money. Yeah. And then the people below you seem like the bad guys and you don't. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I followed through with my, thing. yeah, like I got my money. Like, I don't know why you didn't get your money. You know, <laughs> that's probably what's happening. Yeah. But sure. I just like to go back and forth with those people because, I mean, she was like a follower and she had messaged me before and like responded to my stories and like she was a real person. It's not, it wasn't some like weirdo scam artist, but she like firmly believed that I could invest $700 and get $10,000 back. Yeah. When things are too good to be true, they may work out, but there's a catch. Someone's getting burned somewhere. Like you just, you can't turn $700 into $10,000 because if you could do that, like every, everyone would Brad do Brad was it. like... I, I think her her account got hacked. Have her send you a selfie with like an L. Like I think he said, you know, put your hand in the shape of an L by your face or something. And so I asked her to do that. And she goes, ha ha, I'm not in a place where I can do that right now. And I'm like, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> I asked her, she to, hold, I asked her a to hold selfie. a spoon or something. Yeah, hold a spoon when, yeah. or something. But no, it's it just like, I don't know. Is that, That's just a weird thing. But that brings I need us, to I guess, find her DM and see if she ever messaged me back. That brings up, like, I guess, business side of things. You know, a lot of people asking about business and um, stuff like that. And uh, how do we start Fat and Weird, I guess, or our businesses? Like, they don't really ever say, but I think a lot of people assume Fat and Weird. Um, you know, we started our online coaching business in 2016 when we started, like, social media stuff. And it was really, like, coaching people that were our friends for either free or cheap. <clears throat> And then it got to the point where we were like coaching so many people that we just started charging more and more and more. And then we started advertising that we were coaching and we were doing competitors and lifestyle. And that kind of grew. And then after that, I would say that Fat and Weird started in 2018 after Aubrey had cookies sent to my house and I really wanted to start a cookie business. Um, At that point, did you really think that Fat and Weird would like... Get to the sizes now? Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of knew and kind of desired that, but like... 
did you actually think would happen? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I thought it was going to be this much work. It's, <laughs> it's way more work than I thought. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of people think that we're like some crazy profitable business. I mean, we do well enough that we've built this building and things like that. But like, I worry about finances all the time, worry about like making enough money to continue operations, especially like where we are right now, like the economy. And, and I think there's a, when you start a business, that's a low cost of entry, like a barrier to entry, then there's just going to be more competition, right? When you start a athleisure clothing company, it's a lot more difficult to do it. Well, you can do it. Everyone can do it. Uh, like just ordering off of like Alibaba or like just generic screen printing t-shirts, you know, and that's not too expensive, but to do it well, like to have a designer to, um, you know, like order cut and sew clothing and yeah, yeah, sample it until, until like actually like have all your ducks in a row and to like actually order MOQs, like that's expensive to do. So I think there's less people entering that market you don't see people starting but i can find a cookie company every day of the week on instagram and (laughs) so like i new ones pop up left and right i think the two things that maybe we have not against us really is like our margin like margins on cookies are not that like margins on cookies aren't as high as clothing and the average order value is lower. So it's harder to like and advertise. I see our, I see us as like a luxury. Yeah. It's not something that's necessary for people, but it is something like a, yeah. I yeah. Don't, it's I a, mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a gourmet rather than a commodity. Like commodity yeah. is like toilet paper, water, yeah. milk. Right. So you know. when people like the economy, when the con- economy shifts and you have people struggling to even like buy gas and their necessities, then obviously you get, you know, pushed to the side, at least for a little while. So we're feeling that a little bit. Um, but I actually like I, I think we're actually doing pretty well compared yeah. to other companies. <laughs> yeah, it is really weird to like go on Instagram. And, I, you know, there's some friends that we have that have over a million followers. And I've literally seen in the last month their likes and engagement go from, you know, forty to sixty thousand likes to like twenty to thirty thousand likes, and and their comments are down. And it's just it's a weird time for social media, it really is. And I don't think it's like a huge shift to TikTok. I think this is what we saw we see every year in the summer where people aren't on social media as much, but not including that they're also splitting time between Instagram and TikTok. So you're just seeing it so much more than you would have seen it. From what I hear, it's hard to, it's hard to hear what people are doing because obviously if they're on Instagram, then they're enjoying Instagram still. So you can't necessarily like post on your stories. Like what, do you like Instagram right now or not? You know, cause everybody's going to be like on it and they're going to say that they semi like it. But um, I just feel like people aren't enjoying social media as much. Yeah. Social media in general. Yeah. I feel like, I, cause like I'm not enjoying it as much. Yeah. I feel like every time I'm on TikTok, it's like, I feel like it's a, it's about views or an ad or it's like nothing enjoyable anymore. You find those good wholesome videos that were just like really cool and, and interesting, but like, yeah, I just, I'm not enjoying it nearly as much anymore. I see so. a lot of people taking like breaks from and they kind of say, oh, it's a mental health break. And absolutely, 100% totally get that. Um, but I almost I almost wonder if it's like what we are feeling or is it truly like mental health? Like, oh, you're comparing or maybe you s- kind of based your worth off of like your likes and your views and everything. And now that that's going down, it's affecting your mental health. Um, so, yeah. And then people who are just consumers on um, social media, 
Is it affecting their mental health? Did they see that through COVID and quarantine? Because I kind of think that plays into it too. We were all like at home and this is what we did to almost like socialize. And this is all we had time for when we were like putzing around, maybe working a little bit at home. But now we don't have to just be pinned to our house. You know, we have life to live. So I think maybe a lot of people are reflecting on that. Yeah. And I always, I've always said that like as a pendulum swings, if it swings really far to one way, it tends to swing back the other direction really hard. I think we were forced to swing one direction, which was stay at home, not socialize, maybe only spend money online. Like you couldn't do retail as much. And so I think I've seen the pendulum swing the other direction that like people now are spending a lot more money on experiences, vacations, trips. And as things have gotten more expensive, they don't have the extra money they would have normally had to, to like both. do yeah. some of the other things they wanted to do. So now it's just the experiences and trips and things like that. You know, I mean, flights are astronomical. I mean, it's crazy. A flight would have normally been three, 400 bucks is now 800 bucks or, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, I told you, I mean, just a flight from here to Atlanta, which is like 45 minutes flight, literally 45 minute flight was like $400. So crazy. So and weird. so you're just like it, and the, you know, and I think we're still feeling the effects of like COVID in the supply chain, you know, like we're still having a hard time getting certain things, um, you know, the non-instant whey protein or like yeah. certain ingredients and supplies take longer to get. And then in the same time, uh, there's shortages of people like pilots because of the training pipeline and everything they have to go through. So, you know, a lot of that's just, you just feel the effects of all of that stuff. So. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm so curious. Yeah, I am and curious to see how the economy is going. I also like sit around and I'm like, is it just us that's kind of feeling this way and observing all of this? Or like, is everybody kind of feeling this way? Well, I don't know if the average consumer is feeling this way or observing stuff like this. It's <laughs> yeah. curious to see. So, mm. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I guess maybe the question that you're thinking of at home is, are we going to change anything? Are we going to do anything differently? Uh, I think like Selena's here or something, but, um, yeah, I don't know if we're going to do anything differently per se. Uh, you know, it's, it's just weird. The, you know, obviously the economy and the housing, uh, like the cost of housing is going up, which means that people need to make more money, but businesses aren't making as much money as they used to make. So they can't necessarily give people pay raises. In fact, a lot of people are like talking about like laying people off or letting people go. So yeah, it gets into a very weird situation about, I, I've never, you know, when the bubble in 2008 happened, it was people borrowing money they didn't really have to borrow. Now, I don't know what the situation's going to be like. Is it just going to be like families downsizing their homes, like selling and going into smaller homes because they can't afford it? Or I, like, what is it? Yeah, what's going to be like? People are going to just live together. You think so? I think like multi-generational homes and... You know, like kids up till the age of 25, 26, maybe till they get married are still living at home. And that's going to be like the norm. Yeah, maybe. Because they can't afford to live anywhere else. But what about like right, like adults that are 25, 26, 27, right, like above even that, 30 um, that have been renting and they were like trying to save up for a home. But now home prices are so high. Like and they're just going to, yeah, never be able to buy a home. Yeah, it's just, it's a weird situation that we're in. It's kind of like one of those things, it's like everyone's like, uh, what's going to happen, you know? And I don't feel like I hear a lot of people talking about it. 
I don't know. Yeah, maybe we're just not like listening to the right things. Everybody's kind of just in their own yeah. bubble. I guess, yeah. Um, did this past Memorial Day weekend make you, like for me personally, it like kind of like sparked a fire again to like try to figure out how to, you know, set up our lives to be a little bit more, I guess, passive, autonomous, so that we can enjoy those things. You, you <laughs> feel that same way or the no? the TikTok that you, that you brought up yesterday where you're oh, like, yeah. how do I make $5,000 of passive, passive income every month? And he goes... I don't, I don't, I I don't even know. I literally don't don't know know what what that means. means. (laughs) Uh, So funny. Um, So, I mean, I I know it did for you because you had a lot of like fun and you kind of got to do some different things uh, for like three days in a row. Right. Of course, that makes me think like, oh, what if every day could look like this? Um, But I think for you, for you more so, that was probably the case this weekend. Yeah. I know you said something about it. Yeah, but not you. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of like a go with the flow type of person. Of course, I wish every day I could, you know, just work till noon and then just be done and do my own thing, you know, go have fun with Letty. But I know that it's not always going to be like that. So if I expect that, then I might be disappointed. But I listened to an article or uh, a TikTok or something that said essentially that like men live their lives working hard so that they can get to the point where there's nothing Nothing. to do (laughs) and they can literally do nothing. And women are the opposite. Like, well, it's more about they women are always seeking to find something to do where men are always trying to do everything. So they have nothing to do. Well, and and like, if you think of the word nothing for men, they want to think about nothing. They want to have nothing. They want to like, like meaning they don't really care about material things necessarily. Yeah. And, um, like they work to get to that goal of just like not doing anything. Right. Whereas women, it's about everything, right? We are the consumers. We usually think about buying things and accumulating things, thinking about things, you know, and having things to do, right. Having things to do. Like when, when you ask a guy, like, what's your perfect day? And there's like, I just want to do nothing. And then like women, you ask them their perfect day. And it's like, well, I want to wake up in the morning. And I like, you know, this is the difference between Mother's Day and, you know, my birthday or Father's Day or whatever you want to call it. Like Aubrey's perfect day. What was it? I want to have uh, donuts and coffee like brought to me in the morning. I want to be able to like sleep in, you know, and then I I want to like go do this for myself. And then I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to do that. And then Aubrey's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be able to like do nothing. Like, I just don't want to have to do anything. Like, I just, like... Right, but what that looks like in my mind is you just, like, laying on a couch and, like, thinking about nothing. Well, no, it's, but like... I know it's just, it's like, like, you have the I want to be able to, like, play video games. I want to be able to, like, watch a TV show. I want to be able to, like... If I want to d- just decide to go eat at a restaurant, I can. It's, like, the the freedom of a completely empty schedule that I can do what I want to do in the moment that I want to do it. Whereas women, like, want like to have a planned out day of activities that are fun that they thought of ahead of time. You know what I mean? No, or at least I, I feel that it. way. I don't and know if then, that's true, but. But to me, when I think about my mother's day or the things that you listed, that's quote unquote, like kind of like not doing anything, you know, like because it's not like tasks that I have. To yeah. But do, it's like, so. but it's planned out. Right. Like if you ask me like my like plans, it. it's like, I want my, my days cleared. You're like, I want my day planned of stuff. That I, that I enjoy. And I'm like, I want mine to be clear to the point where I could just do what I want to do when I want to do it. And if that means 
nothing, then I do nothing. <laughs> it makes me think of that. The difference between male and female brains when you're like, you know, can just right now sit, close your eyes, think about nothing. What do you see? And guys are just like, uh, nothing. Like blackness. I'm literally not hearing anything. I'm not talking to myself like this black. When I close my eyes and try to think about like nothing, I still hear my inner voice. I see the word nothing, nothing. like <laughs> flashing. <laughs> like there's still, there's still stuff going on. So I wish somehow I could have like that blackness in my brain for like five seconds just to see what that's like. <laughs> just wired differently, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think that like the ultimate dream for a guy is that the money is financially there and secure enough that like you can take care of your family and essentially do whatever you wanted to do without having to worry about the money. So I mean, that's probably a lot of people's dreams though. So I don't know. I mean, I at the end so, of the day, like probably. I, if, even if I had unlimited money, I don't think I would buy material things and things like that. Like I just want freedom I'm trying to buy freedom, you know, like buy the ability to wake up when I want, do what I want when I want. That's really all I want. Did you ever have that as like a bachelor? No, no, because like I had college where I had work. I mean, in college was probably the closest thing to it Yeah, was like, I could kind of do whatever I wanted to do. I mean, I still had classes to go to, but like I still, I would skip classes and just hang out at the pool or play video games. So like, I guess college was probably the closest to that freedom that I had. Did you guys have pools at your houses in, in college? In college? I mean, the apartment complex I stayed in a couple of years had pools. One of them didn't. And then That's the last so cool one I did, the last one I did had a really nice pool and I spent a lot of time at that pool. I forgot that that could be a thing. I was a living nanny and they had a hot tub out on the deck and I was like the only one who used it. So that was cool. That's the only thing I feel like I'm missing from this house. It's a hot tub? No, not a hot tub. <laughs> no, a pool. a pool. If we had like a legit like beach entry pool, I think my life would just be like. I don't even know there. where you'd put it. I know you can't do it. You can't. Yeah. It's impossible. Like a one laner. Well, I mean, I could probably do an indoor pool, but I'd have to give up some uh, some space in the warehouse or something. I don't even know. Yeah. You could just. I, I know you could do like a shipping container pool out back. Yeah. You yeah, could. We, we couldn't even do like a stand up pool, like an above ground. Where? Like uh, outside in the yard yard, you know? We, yeah, no, we could do a shipping container. It's because it's small enough. Like the backyard is like, once it's like 14 feet wide or so. So you, I mean, a shipping container is only eight foot wide. You could do a 20 or 40 foot long one. You could do a shipping container pool back there. Yeah. I don't know if I would. But it would be above ground. Huh? That would be so deep. You could put like a, you could put like a metal shelving in there that would like, that would like create like a platform. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You could create like a faux platform. That way there was like a sun deck or something on there. I will say now that we have the landing with the turf, like that's, that's really great. Yeah. It so makes you wish you had a pool, huh? Um, it, it definitely like made me think of, wow, Letty would love like a huge backyard with turf. I think that's the, the best part of that space out there is like, you're not going to step on any of like the pricklies or there's no fire ants and like you can just run barefoot and it's flat. What if I turf the whole backyard? 
<laughs> It'd be like six grand probably. <laughs> uh, well, I think you still need to have those like shallow valleys so the water can flow. So that I think that's one thing about our yard that is Well, I think you, you just put turf on top of that. Right, you could. But it'd still be like a dip, like a valley, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it should be turf. Is. And then then Miley would definitely be peeing on the turf, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really care about doing that. Yeah. I, like I said, all I'm missing is a bull. <laughs> yeah. Like, my dream would be, like, if someone bought Fat and Weird for, you know, a good amount of money and, you know, we were able to, like, just move all the equipment out of downstairs and I can convert everything into, like, different stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, different rooms or something like that. Yeah. And then have like a play area <laughs> and then I would definitely put a pool in the parking lot. Like I would cut up <laughs> the parking lot and I'd have a pool and Can you imagine if like someday Fat and Weird just doesn't exist and we just like transform the entire first floor into like whatever we want? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I yeah. know, I know you're saying that, but I'm just I just don't know. I don't see that happening ever, but maybe. Yeah. Who knows? It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Where, if okay, the economy so continues it. the way it does, then Fat and Weird may not exist for much your longer. Your warehouse would be your gym. Yeah, probably. Okay. And then your shipping room would be a big play area. Actually, it has no windows, so you could do like a... A movie room or something. Movie room slash play area. The entire commercial kitchen, I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe you'd keep some of like the kitchen space. You could put storage down there. Yeah, remember the fridge and thing. freezer would be gone too. Unless you wanted to keep that, that would be gone. So that would be a space that you could do anything with. There's no windows in there either. So you could definitely, the, the like fridge and freezer room, you could turn into, you could just like wall that off and turn it into a movie theater as well. Yeah, the, the whole kitchen and uh, storefront area would be the hardest part to like convert into something. I mean, you could also convert it into like a house. Do you know what I mean? Because I mean, you have bathrooms with... Yeah. Like with showers and stuff in some of them, and it wouldn't be hard to add showers in because you have the, all the plumbing and everything like that. So you could technically turn it into, you know, because all the sinks, all the the sinks are plumbed into the wall. Um, they don't have to be there, so they could be turned into showers and stuff like that. <laughs> this is such a weird conversation to think about. Yeah, I don't know. Are we at a point in our life where we can just? We could just sell all the equipment, sell fat and weird for whatever it's worth, turn downstairs into whatever <laughs> we wanted and just like live our lives here. Are we? I have no idea. So do we need you to like sit back and sure. reflect like, hey, are we are we there? Can we just live a modest <laughs> life and just be done? I'm pretty sure that the number one thing that we want to pursue still is another location somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Which we're thinking Houston. Yeah. So. That's true. But <laughs> you could just call it quits, you know? You could. Just sell it, move on, and head you on out. Do your other things that you want to do. Yeah. Okay. So. Whatever you want. Yeah. Just like when you started Fat and Weird, I'll support whatever you <laughs> decide to do without Fat and Weird. <laughs> yeah. Never know. It is weird to think about. Like, I was thinking about... um like basically someone I was talking to, they are a little bit older than us and they've gone through some like life changes. And they said, I did, you know, obviously I'd never really expected this to happen. Like she's divorced. She's been married again. She has a two year old at age 45 or 48 or whatever. How old are she, how old she is? But 
So there's just things in life that happen that you like don't really expect. Like, uh, of course, I never expected to own Fat and Weird. Uh, never expected to like live inside, you know, a metal building. A metal building. Yeah. So who knows in ten years? I guess my thing is like I've always been one. I'm like chasing these goals and stuff in life, and I feel like because I chase these goals so hard, I don't actually enjoy the life that I built to this point. And a lot of people would be super stoked to have like the life that we've had at this point. And so I wonder like, are we in a position to, you know, like step back and, you know, return to like a quote unquote more modest income via, you know, taking things off of our plate and just, you know, you know, cause I mean, I think between me and you, not just on social media, but like through, you know, our experiences and work, like we could, we could work a, a low amount and still bring in six figures. Um, and so like, do you look at it and go, Hey, we have no real debt. We have the ability to kind of like do X, Y, and Z. And we just sit back and enjoy the life that we built instead of like trying to pursue this like next echelon. Yeah. I definitely understand what you're saying. Uh, I think that though, just like I said, two minutes ago, I think there's that little like seed that you still have that you're like, ah, let's pursue the second location. Or do you not have that? Cause I do. I still have that. <laughs> Brad, Brad doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've, I'm really burned out. Yeah. I really do. I think I burn out from social media. I think I burn out from all the other stuff that I'm just like to the point now where I'm just like, man, it'd be really cool to, to like, cash the checkout and see what that life is like. Cause it's not like you couldn't return to it if you really missed it. I mean, I guess from the influencer standpoint, you know, we're not rising anymore. We're on the decline, if you will. I know it's like, you don't like to say that, but it's like, we are, we're not as, as, um, well, I don't even think it's like, we're not as popular or as, you know, it's just, there's more people now and, you know, we're older. And I think that as the crowd, as the crowd that follows there's us, really people out there searching for new accounts to follow anyway. Like that's how I see it. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Nate is growing on TikTok. There, there are people I can show you on Instagram that are still growing, but it's just, they're very niche in their market. They're very specific at what they do and you know, that's what they provide and that's like them and you know, so like we are more of like this like lifestyle type stuff. I, I think that we've like, you know, like we've seen people transition from bodybuilding to yoga and how their accounts suffer from that. Like we've transitioned from fitness to lifestyle and there's a suffer from that. Yeah. Um, but fitness is not as, you know, even though fitness was not our life before, it, it's still, it's not even close to being as, you know, predominant as it was before. So um, Have you ever considered um, like a 30 day break or something like a true I'm talking true break, um, you know, maybe still doing Twitch because you enjoy it and doing a podcast because you enjoy it. But like actually deleting your Instagram. I just don't app. know if I'd come back. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Yeah, well, but but that I, I'm that's like yeah, but legitimately I, saying if, if I did that, then I would we would need to like the businesses need to go too. Because if I'm not going to be posting on social media, then our businesses are going to suffer. And then I'm not going to continue to work. Like it just, to, to me, they're all or nothing. It's a package deal. Oh, I don't know if I see it that way. I definitely do. Well, yeah, I guess uh, I was just asking about you taking a break. Like you specifically. I don't, the way I see it, I don't see you taking a break with B. Bromlow's Instagram account as impacting everything else. Yeah. No, you're wrong. Why do you see it so tied, though? Well, I mean, I can look at conversions of, like, well, first off, like, 
uh, our income from PE science, our income from certain things would go away completely. And that's considerable amount of money. Um, I can see the conversions of people that use Brad as a discount code on fat and weird cookie. I can see like when I post like certain things, like the amount that goes from it, the free stuff I get from people like chubbies and things like that, like all that would go away. Yeah. It's, it, there's a domino. It's just a question. I'm not suggesting it. I'm just saying yeah. like, cause I know plenty of people that do And it. there's certain people's jobs that rely on Brad to post on B Bromlow. What about a if week? He's not, if he's not <laughs> posting on B Bromlow, then they don't have a job. So what about like one week? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing. Well, it's just like, well, every time we go on a vacation, it's harder for me to come back and want to do this. So I think going on a week would just make it so much harder to like keep going, Yeah. you know, cause it's a different, like with the gym, like I enjoy going to the gym. Like I like working out. I want to work out. I don't want to do this. So if I took a break, it's going to be very hard to want to come <laughs> back and do it even more, you know? Like I said, after Memorial Day weekend, I was like, I'm ready to sell everything and just like, you know, live that life. See, for me, I, I would totally be like, oh, yeah, I think I could take a week. You know, I don't, I don't know. Just I think like, you'd have a hard time, too. But I could do it. Yeah, but if it's something's gonna be really hard to come back, why would you do it? You know? I don't know. Just to see. Because we've literally never done that <laughs> in the last five years. I, I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I just am saying, like, we've never even talked about that answer to that question. Yeah, I just don't so. know if I would, like I said, I don't know if I have the discipline and dedication to come back if I did it. There's somebody that I follow that's taking, like, a three-month break. And I think it's mostly because their kids are, like, going or, like, they're going to be on home for summer vacation and stuff like that. So, Well, like, but, Hayden's done it, but yeah. they're also in a different, like, different I mean, you can't, Way different you can't use that as an yeah. example. You just can't. Billionaires don't count what yeah. they do with their yeah, lives. You can't. Uh, I can't think of anybody else, though, except for people that have just taken like a week. Like, hey, guys. But like unannounced. What if you just did it unannounced, just like disappeared, but then came back? I don't know. There's people like Christian who took obviously a lot of time off of YouTube and everything, came back, and it's doing fine. But I also think, like, again, that's a different level of success. Um, yeah. I know it's hard to find people that actually. Yeah, because like, you know, like I said, I think that we're moderately successful, but we don't voice our financial situation a lot. And so, you know, people like Christian talk all the time. They literally, he literally just posted that the Alphalete Gym, you know, recurring memberships for May was like $200,000 and like all this money that the gym is making and all this stuff. So, you know, you look at that kind of thing and you, you, you know, obviously people are motivated and want to follow that because they talk openly about their financial situation and the money that they're making and stuff like Don't that. Don't you think that they're more open about talking about it though, because they know it is success? Yeah. I mean, I guess like to some extent, but also like, I don't know, like to me, it's almost like flexing on people and it's like, why am I buying your fucking $80 pair of joggers? <laughs> because you're obviously making way too much money. No, for real. You pay your employees $12 an hour and you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, I don't, like, I have a hard time wanting to support that. I don't know. I don't think people see it that way, unfortunately. Which is wild. So, and just like from an issue of like how the quality of certain products. Oh, compared to Nike, who I don't even know. Like, obviously, the Nike owner is literally rolling in dough. That's true. Like, compared to that, yeah, I'll spend money on this because I know who it's going to. And I support this person and, you know, so I think that's the difference. So. That's true, I guess. But I just don't even buy Nike either, so. Yeah. I don't. I don't like Nike stuff. 
don't yeah. like Nikes. <laughs> Except for shoes. Shoes, yeah. <laughs> I don't even buy new shoes most of the time. I literally wear Crocs. We know. <laughs> they're they're cheap and I like the colors. I love Crocs. So. But I don't work out. I'm my goal is to embrace more of Bennett's life. Okay. You know, just doing what I want because I enjoy doing it. Yeah. I think so. that's part of being um entering into your forties. But also just <laughs> no, I'm just like curious, like, you know, like if you polled them, like would they be like, Yeah, we're really happy. Like I'm very happy. This is you know, I, I love my life. This is very enjoyable. You know? I think, yeah, I think they would say that. Yeah. Um, But I also wonder, too, like, they um, talk about their childhood a lot, and they both had really great childhoods. Like, their their parents fostered that in them. Um, Not that any, of, like, not that we had bad childhoods. Well, but, no, I just um, think I thought, saw my parents struggle with money, and I saw my parents working really hard. And yeah. so I like, think that's what's fostered in me. Not that it's a negative thing, but, you know, your parents, same way. They they definitely weren't, like, didn't have a ton of money. In fact, it's, like, I feel like it's just, like, that may be a common theme of why we act the way we act is and why I, like, hold on to my money so tightly and I don't flex or show because I was raised that way. Like, my parents didn't have a lot. They held on to it tight. They pinched pennies. They worked really hard. And so I think that I do that, too. Yeah, same. Well, I think for more so for me, um, I would say I'm a little bit materialistic. Like I like things. Uh, I feel like I'm t- true, like female maybe in that sense. Um, but overall I'm, I'm pretty like frugal, I guess compared to other people. Yeah. So I would agree with that. And I don't see a lot of value in having things and, you know, sh- kind of flexing or whatever. So. Yeah. We're pretty, pretty um, much the same. BMR asks, how much do y'all pay fat and weird employees if you don't mind sharing? And I do mind sharing. That's just, uh, I don't think that it's a time and place for that. I mean, there's employees that make all kinds of different amount of money. So um, it just depends on what their job is, how much they know about the company, how long they've been with us. And uh, I just don't think there's any good for me sharing that on this podcast because there's no context <laughs> yeah. to it. Um, but there, they, there are plenty that make, um, you know, I don't know what to say, it, you know, without like coming out. So just, yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah. It's fine. So well above minimum wage. So yeah. And minimum wage in Florida is like $10 an hour now or it's, I think it might be 11 now. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that, uh, and the difference too is that, uh, like fat and weird is not nearly as profitable as a company like uh, Alphalete and things like that. So I'm literally every month like looking at our ins and outs and making sure that we actually were profitable that month. Whereas, you know, I don't think that that's a concern for a lot of those other companies. So I have to literally be like, oh, look, we, we did finish ahead this month or, you know, back in January when I was like, Oh, we, 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 we're not profitable this month. We were not profitable, you know? So I guess I never really talk about memories of our macros. I just don't, I don't talk about it on social media that much. Like I don't like to push people like, Oh, you know, I have a coaching business, sign up to work with me. Like, I'm just not like that. Um, but I would say like we probably had one of our best months ever last, well, the last two months probably. Um, 
So I'm curious to see what this next six week challenge is like, what, um, I've had so many cancellations just purely like, and I, one thing I do when someone cancels is like kind of explore why, because obviously I want to improve my services. I want to make sure that people have good experiences with us. And, um, I would say probably 95% of people just said it was financial or let's say they're like going through some things. Right. Um, so I just found that so interesting. Uh, the cancellations, obviously like they were outweighed with like new clients. So that's great. But I'm curious to see like signups for the next six week challenge compared to the last. So the last one was like, yeehaw, like everybody wanted to get fit for the summer. But I know like in the summertime, people aren't kind of like on track. They have things going on. So they kind of like want to take a break from fitness. But I th- I'm trying to figure out if it's in that experience zone where like people want to pay for that versus like material thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I do think a lot of people still are investing in themselves and stuff like that. And be more, I'm not, I'm not like offended by your question. No, I just not. like, just it's like just like, like, it's not, nothing good is going to come from like talking about that, you know, people but. Just, yeah, people clip things out, take it to Reddit. And right. Like, and so next thing you know, but. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. And you know, a lot of it too, just depends on what they do. Like someone that comes, we have some employees that come one day a week to package orders and that's all they do. And th- their pay is obviously different than someone that is like ordering ingredients and, you know, baking cookies and, and sealing up the cookies and things like that. So, um, you know, it, I just have a feeling it would get taken out of context. So I'm not really going to say anything. So, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, I think all of our businesses separately are doing well enough. I just think that, you know, when you went through a situation like COVID where you were, um, artificially inflated and you're like feeling the effects of coming off of that. And then now you're kind of feeling like a slight recession, um, just because inflation is hitting so hard. It's like a double whammy. And so it can get to you mentally to feel like we used to do this. Now we're down and then we're down again. So just like, you know, everyone talks about businesses sometimes they're talking about like year over year growth and like to feel like you're going backwards sometimes can just suck to be, you know, completely transparent and honest, you know, it can feel bad to be like, wow, we were doing better than this, like a year and a half in, and now we're almost four years in and we feel like we're going backwards. Yeah. I, just and I guess try that's to, where I'm at. So. Yeah. I just try to think, I, I'm not saying you're not like an optimist or like you don't keep your mindset like positive, but I try to myself. And so I try to think about like long-term when you're in a business or you own a business for like 20 years, you're going to look back and you have those really big ebbs and flows. So I know that this is just like one of those ebbs and flows. Right. And, um, so it'll be interesting to see. We're just, we are less experienced, you know, we don't have, we don't have the experience that everybody has, but if you are going through something similar, whether it's in your business or your life, or you just feel in the, the ebb and flow, um, which I think most of us are, you're not alone. And I guess maybe that's the takeaway for today. You're not alone. There's people with you. Um, maybe let's all just make it a goal to spend less time on social media, like spend time with people that we love, spend time um, doing things that we love versus buying things. Okay, I have some would you rather questions all now. Right. You ready? Yep. Would you rather live until you are 200? 
but look like you're 200 the whole time, even though you're healthy. You know, like you just look like a like an old, like essentially decrepit person, even though you are not. You know, um, or look like you're 25 forever, but you die at 65. Um, probably live it until I'm 200. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If I was completely healthy and could like get around, yeah. but I just looked old, sure. You know how many cool things you'd be able to do and like see your family grow and. Yeah, but then you'd also see your family die. <laughs> yeah, you would. I just think it would be hard to financially <laughs> live for 200 years. <laughs> my gosh you and your finance brain no you just look like you're 200 you function like a normal person okay would you rather be able to slow down time by 10 percent, or jump three times as high as you can now just slow down time like what by 10 percent, though that's fine really yeah why would i need to jump three times higher that would mean if by 10% it's not that much. Like a 10-hour trip would just take you nine hours instead. I mean, I guess if I was some, like, cool NBA or, like... I feel Olympian. like you could do a lot more with jumping three times as high. I guess that's a tough one. Maybe jumping. Maybe. Undecided. I feel like... Okay. Um, <laughs> man. Oh, this is a good one. Would you rather have a successful podcast or a successful YouTube channel? <laughs> YouTube channel? I was going to say like financially, it'd probably be better to have a successful YouTube channel, but Joe Rogan has a very successful podcast that... And then he turns it into videos. <laughs> and you got to think about it. I think there's less effort involved in a podcast. Like his, his podcast is yeah, an hour like long. Sits he sits there and talks for an hour and that's it. Like Not a that YouTube he doesn't channel. prepare for it and right, invest. I know energy into it but. yeah <laughs> yeah man that's hard i think i would pick podcast i enjoy talking more than i enjoy like the youtube i mean maybe i would pick podcast because then you could just put it on youtube and tiktok and Instagram. well yeah well, YouTube, youtube i think youtube is a huge well i mean you could try to say this but youtube is a big monetary thing so but if all things were equal and they were both heavily successful i think i would pick a podcast well youtube you pick youtube or what I'm undecided because I like your point. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, you're really smart. All right, that's it. I have another <laughs> podcast at noon, so I have to roll into Who's another Who's it one. with? Um, it's with a guy named Dylan. Uh, it's someone that is a, a like, like a stream. Twitch streamer. Yeah, and so he started a podcast, and he's he's uh, interviewed like Dakota and some other people that cool. I know. And uh, it's going to be interesting because his a lot of his questions are about like streaming and stuff, and like we stream our podcast and we stream – you know, like are just chattings, but we like didn't get our start on streaming where like the couple of people that he's interviewed, like are full-time streamers and that's what like they started streaming. Yeah. And so like ours is like, we stream to connect with our audience, whereas they like created their audience via streaming. So it should be interesting. That's Very it. interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Well, hope everyone had a wonderful time watching this. And if you are just seeing on YouTube, thanks for watching on YouTube and you're worth it. You're worth it.